0: Would you join me in prayer? Gracious God, we thank you for this day. Even though um, there's so many heat that we feel in this day, but Lord, with your spirit, have us feel um, some cooling in our hearts. And also Lord, um, the message that you prepare through my mouth, I ask you to guide my lips and tongues so that I can deliver the message that, um, that you want me to preach. And also help our congregation have open hearts and open ears so that we may hear the words that you want us to hear and to do. Thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One of my favorite children's book is The Very Hungry Caterpillar, written by Eric Carle. You may know this, it did this book, right? It's a very famous, yeah, children's book. It is a fun book to read with your children because it helps our kids to count the numbers and also learn different words for food with a colorful illustration. But importantly, this book tells a story of how caterpillar turns into a beautiful butterfly. You're probably familiar with the growth process of the caterpillar. It starts with an egg, very small, tiny egg, and then it grows to caterpillar. And then it becomes a butterfly. Oh, wait a minute, I missed. Very important stage, right? What is that? Cocoon. Yeah, cocoon. (laughs) In order to become a beautiful butterfly, the hungry caterpillar must undergo the cocoon stage. I would call this stage as the lonely hardship because the cocoon stage is where caterpillars must endure its life without eating or drinking, and also without interacting with anyone in a lonely, dark, isolated place. (coughs) This stage takes about 10 to 14 days. When we think about a butterfly's lifespan, which is about two weeks, The cocoon stage seems to be a long time. Yet, we all know that the cocoon stage is necessary for caterpillars to become a butterfly. I think it is the same thing for us. God sometimes allows us to have wilderness, where we experience challenges or changes like the cocoon stage in order to prepare ourselves to fulfill God's mission or our dreams. This pattern was apparent in the life of John the Baptist and also Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was a radical figure in his time. He was known for his uncompromising preaching and his call for repentance. He was a man who was not afraid to speak his mind, and he had a a strong message that people need to hear. There is a famous episode in the Bible that talks about John's charismatic character. When King Herod married with his brother's wife, Herodian, John, without hesitation or without fear, he told King Pharaoh that it is not lawful for him to marry with his brother's wife. And what happened to him? Unfortunately, John was killed because what he said. Anyway, the Bible records that John was a great preacher who had many followers. His clean life, not following materialism, not associating with the power and authority, and his charismatic preaching had a f- profound impact, impact on the people of his time. The scripture says, that so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, proclaimed a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and the whole Judea risen, and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Mark chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Let's think about it. How come was John was able to become a person who had a charismatic, fearless, and prophetic voice? How come was he able to have a such strong character? Was he born that way? Well, could be, but I'm not sure about that. What we know about him for sure is that he was trained in the wilderness to become a fearless and prophetic voice to call all people for repentance. The scripture says, The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Israel in the gospel mark we can glimpse how he looked like in the wilderness it says John was clothed with camera's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locust and wild honey huh let me let me remind you who John was He was a son of the high priest named Zechariah. So as a child of the high priest, it wouldn't be easy for John and also his parents to accept this wilderness journey. Zechariah, the father of John might have had a dream to make his son a great high priest with high education, John was a man had attended a school in Jerusalem. But one day, God called John to the wilderness, and he accepted the call. And think about those scene. Nowadays, if you want your kids to be a great leader of this country, we have certain things they must do. They need to go to college, maybe great college, and that they need to do some internship after that, and they need to search, and they need to get some experience to be a great leader. But if your child that. Let me go to the mountain and leave there alone. Because that is what God called me to do. What would you say? Are you crazy? Don't go there. You're going to ruin your life. That's what we think about how we survive this life. We had a certain expectation towards our children how to survive this this society. But sometimes our Lord totally different plan. That's what happened in the story of John the Baptist. So I'm sure a conflict arose within him and his parents because probably going to wilderness was not what they expected when Zechariah heard the good news from Angel. But when John accepted the call to the wilderness, John became strong in spirit and he became the one of the great prophet in the history of Israel. Now let us move to Jesus' story. Today's God's blessing for Luke tells about Jesus' wilderness experience. The scripture says that Jesus was driven by the spirit to the wilderness right after he got baptized by the John the Baptist. And Jesus spent 40 days there without eating, and Jesus was tempted by the devil. I think this is a very interesting story. Have you wondered why Jesus has to go through wilderness? The concluding stage, to begin his ministry? Isn't Jesus God who is powerful, almighty, and who is omnipresent? Why did Jesus have to have the wilderness experience to begin his ministry? I think Jesus' wilderness story give us an idea that wilderness is something like the caterpillars cocoon stage, that we as a human being must go through to prepare ourselves to become what we want to be and to possess what God has for us. Through his own experience, Jesus himself became an example of our what of wilderness experience. While he was there in the wilderness, Jesus was hungry. Physically he was weak and he was tempted by the devil. But through the heart Yet necessary time in the wilderness Jesus was able to begin his ministry full of the spirit and fulfill God's mission church I want to ask of you where are you now are you going through a wilderness or have you just passed awareness I used to think that if possible I'd better avoid hardship and difficulty because it is so painful some of you might remember my calling story when I was only 20 I had a dream to be a flight attendant and I spent four or five years to pursue the dream. But what I got for five years was frustration and multiple failures experiences. And one time when I was in seminary, it was about eight years after that happened, I thought to myself, what if I didn't go through that wilderness, but accepted God's call immediately and came to seminary to study. My life would have been different. It could be. But as I am getting older and reflecting on my past wilderness experiences, I think that my past wilderness experience was necessary for me to become who I am now and to become a pastor who can embrace all failures, hardship and adversity and who understands frustration and broken hearts from failures and unaccepting. What is your wilderness story? If your story occurred in the past, I want you to reflect on the following questions. Did you see God moving in your past wilderness experience? how these your wilderness experience shape you if you are going through a wilderness right now i pray for you to have an open hearts and open minds to feel god's spirit in that moment and i ask that god gives you strength and faith to go through the wilderness with his spirit. So that the time of being in the wilderness can shape, mold, and prepare you for God's purpose and fulfill God's amazing plan that our Lord has for you. Amen. Stuff about going before the people of Israel, God gave him an assurance by saying that God will be with him all the time. God even gave him some signs to show them so that the Israelites would believe him as a God who was sent by God to save them. Moses is 40 years in the wilderness. We might think that it could be a waste of his time, but I think it probably was a very necessary time for him to restore his brokenness and to rediscover his purpose and vision that God had for him. Without that time, he would not have met God at the, mo- at the mountain of Horeb, and rather he would remain as a lost or uncertain for his future. Yet our Lord did not forget about him. Instead, God was patient with Moses and met him in a perfect timing to be restored and to to, to rediscover his life purpose in God through the burning bush moment. Brothers and sisters, when our life, uh, I'm sorry, I can hear very well at the small, sorry about that. Uh, When our lives get hard, when we experience turmoil in our lives, We want to avoid everything, and we want to give up and run away from it like Moses did. When we run away from it, we may find some peace and rest there. But remember, that is not our final destination. God allows us to have that moment of peace while we are in the wilderness because we need that moment to be healed and to refresh our sick souls. But at the same time, God wants to use the time of being in the wilderness to draw us close to God and to reshape us and to restore our brokenness and our broken relationship and to rediscover the purpose of life that our God has for us. I don't know where you are at now and in this season. Some of you could be in a life transition or you could be in a moment that you need to make a big decision or you could be dealing with something that you cannot easily handle. No matter where you are now, and in this season, remember, God is the one who hears our cries and sees us and calls us to fulfill his purpose through our lives. And God wants us to set aside our time to be holy and to rediscover our purpose of life and our calling that our God intended us to be. So friends, let's find the time to be holy in this coming week, or in the midst of our weatherness, and in the midst of our business and the messages of our lives, and try to realign with God, and rediscover our calling and our purpose of life that our Lord had had for us. Let us pray. O gracious Lord, we thank you for your calling. We thank you for your reaching out to Moses and to us when we are with him. Sometimes we feel like we want to run away from you and from all the messes of our lives. And when we do that, we find some peace and rest there, but we feel empty and lost in our souls. Lord, touch our hearts and our minds, and help us to know your purpose and restore our broken hearts and our broken relationship and our brokenness so that we may find the purpose that you have for us so that we can continue to move forward, not stay in, the, in our wilderness, but move out of the wilderness to fulfill your purpose in our lives. Thank you, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.